if you can grow a plant, maybe you can grow a scrum team too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, so I want to introduce uh, Sharon. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your experience as uh, a new scrum master. Although you have actually logged about a year of actual scrum mastering experience through volunteering, so I'm really interested to have you. Uh, share about that. So how did you um, find out about this opportunity to get actual Scrum Master experience versus just a theoretical training? So this is through my uh, community and I'm a part of a Slack channel um, for professionals in the community uh, and that they have, you know, they had an announcement, I believe a year ago for a Scrum Master position for the website team. Uh, I, uh, I responded and I said, I'm interested and I interviewed for it and I got the position. So I consider right. myself very lucky to get that kind of exposure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, and it's a common challenge that a lot of people have where they go and they take a training like a scrum master training but then it's like, how do you build the actual experience? Because learning to be a scrum master is more like learning how to speak Italian or play the piano versus learning how to ride a bike. Like it takes practice. So what was it like for you when you first got started in that volunteer scrum master role? Yeah, I was a little nervous because I didn't have any industry experience in scrum. Um, but what I had experience was managing teams uh, in a regular functional environment. So that gave me uh, some uh, context on how to work with people, uh, people with different backgrounds, different temperaments, different styles. Um, and I, I realized that I you know, had to work with you know, skills like empathy, um, uh, you know, a lot of communication, so that, you know, those skills that I had gained in my previous work experience really helped me uh, mm -hmm. as I had, because what I also realized is each team member was different. Um, so there was no one size fits all. Uh, although some of the scrum principles definitely helped, but I had to definitely uh, adapt to the team and not, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you actually did the scrum thing of adjust and adapt your own style and how you related to the team if I'm hearing you correctly. That's correct and you know um, it was important to get to know the team so it was a remote team and you know people live uh, in all different parts of the country. Uh, what we had to do is you know when we realized we did a few retrospectives and then a common thing that we were hearing from our team members is you know uh, I wish you know, we, we built a community. They, they felt that they were doing the work, but they were not feeling as engaged because they didn't know each other. They didn't feel like a sense of community or sense of belonging. So what I did as a scrum master is based on those responses from the retrospectives that we had. Uh, so at the end, you know, at the start of each meeting, we would have like an icebreaker where we would share something, you know, one topic, like, you know, something about what we uh, ate today or what, show uh, we are watching this week. So okay. that helped people open up. Uh, we even had a retrospective where, uh, sorry, uh, the icebreaker where people had to bring in a picture that they loved, you know, about from their last vacation they took or a family member or a pet. 
So that really helped people know each other. And once they knew each other, people trusted each other. And that trust really helped, uh, you know, in, in the work because, you know, now people could uh, talk to each other comfortably and maybe have one-on-one meetings um, and didn't have to just think about work. You know, they had something in common to talk about. So that really helped. How did you feel the experience of doing that helped you build your Scrum Master skills? So definitely, you know, related because the Scrum Master fosters collaboration, uh, removes impediments. So now that, you know, team members knew each other and I knew each other, I knew what impediment, um, you know, that team faced or that that team member faced uh, and where that person was coming from. Um, So then I was able to, uh, you know, help remove those impediments and also help build trust. And, you know, occasionally there were conflicts too, you know, so we had to, I had to uh, make sure, you know, because I understood them, it was easy for me to resolve some of the minor conflicts, not something huge, but, you know, it was just a misunderstanding. So that really, you know, the scrum skills definitely came. Mm-hmm. And if you think about what you know today as a scrum master, what's one thing that you wish you would have known when you started on this volunteer experience of being a scrum master? So when I started, I had no experience. Uh, it's just a scrum training. And I, what I felt is, you know, being a scrum master, working with the team, you know, removing impediments, you know, helping build trust in the team and collaboration. I think it just takes practice. So what I, what I, you know, what I wish is, you know, right after the training or somewhere in the training, there would be uh, more opportunities for scrum masters to then, um, you know, practice those skills. And I'm, I, I, I believe it's not possible during the training. There's just two days and there's limited opportunities. But if Scrum Masters can find a place in their community uh, where they can volunteer uh, so they can give back, but then also they can learn, I think that would be great. Um, what I also learned from doing this is, from doing this volunteer role is working you know, with teams, uh, with de- sorry, with developers in teams. So I, I learned their language. I learned, uh, you know, what several technical terms mean, like merge request or PR. I was first intimidated by, uh, you know, all those technical terms because I'm not a programmer. But after having worked with them for a year, I feel more comfortable with, you know, the language um, or the jargon that they use. So I'm not intimidated, uh, intimidated as much as I was in that's awesome. So like they already were doing or, or wanted to do a project and you found out about it. So for other people who are trying to think of like, how can I find a project? Like, how did you find this project? Were you just already on the Slack channel or what advice would you have for people of how to find a project in their communities? Yeah, you know, this was interesting. I did not even know about the Slack channel in my community. I actually attended an event at my local library on, uh, you know, it was an event on how to grow your side hustle. So I just went there and I met a few people in my community and they said, you know, uh, oh, we have the Slack channel and, you know, why don't you join it? So that's how I found out about this. So I really think that networking helps because some of these uh, opportunities can be obtained through networking and talking to people. 
uh, and then they can invite you into the Slack channel. And I think that not everyone in my community even knows about this Slack channel just because uh, there's so much uh, out there that it's hard to keep up with. It is so hard. I mean, there's just this information explosion out there. And the thing that's standing out to me in what you just said is that you took the initiative to go and attend that library event, yes. not knowing what was going to happen. And, mm -hmm. and it sounds like you talked to people before and after maybe and, and started conversations there. Yeah. So right after the event, there was like, uh, you know, there was food and we were talking with each other and that's how I found out about it. And I, you know, looking back, I feel that was the best decision I made to even attend that one event. Because after that one event, I got into this uh, community, like the Slack channel, and then I found out about this opportunity, which I wouldn't have otherwise. That's so cool. I mean, you know, I live in Evanston, Illinois, USA, and we, it's the pandemic. So, I mean, you can attend online events or in the past I've gone to some events and I'm always amazed at the high quality events that are out there, whether it's an agile meetup or your local library or, or religious community. Um, so kind of switching to a slightly different topic, um, you work full time and I know you work more than eight hours a day. So how do you find time to do the volunteer scrum mastering where you've been building your experience while you're balancing with your job and with your family? Yeah, it is, it's hard. Um, it's hard, especially when uh, I was working full-time and commuting. Um, so I started last February. So, you know, I think, uh, and then in March, the pandemic started. So there was a uh, lockdown. And fortunately, that gave me more time during the day because I was not commuting. But I believe when I was commuting, uh, the good part of it was uh, the meetings were at night. So from eight to nine, nine thirty, mm -hmm. we would go on. Um, so that was, you know, that was after my work hours. So that we met one day a week. So that was manageable for me. And then if we had any follow up meetings, it was we scheduled them over the weekend. Mm -hmm. So yes, definitely some juggling, some sacrifice. But I think it's it was really worth it because um, I got to learn more than I wouldn't have otherwise. And you mentioned the word learn, and I know that you, you love to learn. Um, what have you enjoyed learning in this experience? I enjoyed um, learning about how developers work and how, you know, the, the actual code uh, gets built, how it, um, you know, how you start from a problem or a story that's, written in just, you know, late terms, and then how it's get converted into an actual piece of software that is, you know, of value to an end user. So I really enjoyed, you know, the process of going through that journey with the developers, watching them, helping them remove impediments. And I also felt that I was creating value. Uh, even though I was not developing code, I was still facilitating, uh, you know, all the meetings. And, you know, I was, you know, and that was helpful because they their focus was development, uh, and so they they if I had to if I was able to remove the impediments, it actually helped uh, the flow of the process and helped build value for the end user. Mm -hmm. And and flow is what agile is all about. Is for you as a scrum master creating that smooth flow and removing blockers so things don't get clogged. 
And uh, often, you know, I know people like to ask about tools. So what tools do you use with this volunteer project? And did you know those tools in the beginning or how, what, what happened there? So the tools that the team was using was, diff uh, was different than what I had learned in the past. So I've used Asana, I have used Trello. Uh, the team was using Pivotal Tracker. So that was a slight learning curve. But once I got used to it, I think I was fine. Um, and, you know, that's the benefit. I got to learn something that I didn't know before. Okay. Uh, so again, every, you know, every, every meeting that I attend after every uh, meeting that I do every week, I come out learning something new. Mm. So that's the beauty of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if you picture someone who's coming, you know, just coming out of training, like they just did training Saturday, Sunday, now it's Monday, and they want to get experience, what advice would you have for them? I would advise them to, you know, go uh, to any local or online meetups in this situation. Uh, and then, you know, network with people, network with people on LinkedIn, see if there is any volunteer opportunities for Scrum Master positions online. Um, and I feel they, and, you know, with the remote work environment that is, you know, that's the trend now, I feel it's more easier to get volunteer positions because in the past, you know, you may have volunteer positions in a specific geographic area. But with um, uh, with organizations and nonprofits going remote, I'm sure there is an opportunity out there. And some opportunities are not even advertised online; they're just word of mouth. And so that's important. Thank you for making that point because you know I think we, we talked. We were just talking a few minutes ago about I think something like more than ninety five percent of jobs actually people get through networking not through the resume you have to have the resume but it's the networking that's, that's the thing yes yes yeah very cool well thank you so much for sharing your experience and and actually one final thing that you reminded me of just yesterday i saw a coding boot camp advertising for they want a volunteer scrum master and there's code boot camps going on all the time, all over the world. Um, yes. That's another random, random idea. Uh, so yeah. I really want to thank you, in, in any case, for sharing your experience of bridging that gap from training to getting to the actual paying scrum master job. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you for having me.